Welcome to the Growth Matters Podcast. Here we discuss topics that motivate and inspire you to grow. Why? Because growth matters. I am your host, Dr. Pamela Davis, a leadership and personal development coach at the PD Experience. Let's get ready to grow. Welcome and thank you for joining me for the fourth episode of the Growth Matters Podcast. I am thrilled today because I have three amazing women with me who I call my mentors. When I think about a mentor, I think about someone that listens, no judgment zone, that knows me well, holds me to my dreams and goals. Someone that makes themselves available to me. They answer when I call and Lastly, someone who gives me access to their network as they are making connections and they see an opportunity to connect me to help my growth and development. A mentor is someone that sees and pours into you. Well, I am honored that I have three women that serve as my mentors. It's their faces that pop up into my head when I think of a mentor and the qualities of a mentor. And they're right here with us today. I can't wait for you to meet them. So let's dig in. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hey there. Thank you so much. It's so great to see each of you. Um, my audience is comprised of women and leaders, mostly emerging, aspiring new leaders. And so today is all about helping them find their footing to stay in the race. Will you introduce yourselves and tell my listening audience your name and who you are? Let's start with you, Elaine. Sure thing. I am Dr. Elaine Bryant and just excited to be here with uh, one of my many mentees, the Dr. Pamela Davis. Uh, I, I do own my own business. Uh, I do a lot of management consulting. Uh, I am a former commissioner with the city of Tallahassee. Uh, I am a child of God and uh, attend the Bethel Baptist Church. So that's from at least three angles of who I am. And I'm just excited to be here with Pam. Thank you, Pam. Yes, yes. Thank you for being here. Arnetta, how about you share with my community who you are? Absolutely. Good afternoon or good morning, whatever time of day it is. Uh, My name is Arnetta Wright. Uh, I am Deputy Superintendent of Schools of Detroit Public Schools Community District. Uh, I had the pleasure of working with Davis, as I call her. Um, Early on, uh, I hired Davis as a a math coach uh, at the school where I was the principal. And since then, we have just maintained an amazing relationship. Um, I am the mother of two. I have two college students at Florida A&M University. Um, One is a freshman and one is a third year, a second year junior. So she will be a senior uh, this upcoming year. Um, and I'm loving the experience. So thanks for having me today. Oh, thank you so much for being here. And Diane, tell us who you are. Good afternoon. I am Diane Williams-Cox, Commissioner Diane Williams-Cox. I am a city commissioner with the city of Tallahassee. I am the the, um, mother of three grown sons, the grandmother of six uh, heartbeats, as I call them. I am married to my high school sweetheart of 35 years in. And uh, I am a community advocate who got elected to office. I love my, my city. I love my community. I love my people. So I enjoy uh, working with them. Uh, uh, and let me just say that I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I was telling someone today how you just kind of came to Tallahassee, grew up in the choir, 
uh, where we all enjoy and love your beautiful gift. Uh, even directed the choir uh, for a period of time and always played and still bring me to tears when I hear you sing. You're, you're just a, a songbird. So I am so pleased and glad to be here with you today to support you in whatever way I can support you in. And um, to also be here with my colleague, uh, Commissioner Elaine Bryant, and my new colleague that I just met today. Um, so we're going we're gonna to make it a trifecta. Indeed, ladies, you know, to, to my listening audience, I am really choking back tears, you know, as I thought about planning this particular podcast, I had you in mind because one of my tenets is that who you learn from matters. And um, I think having a mentor, there is no timeline, there is no expiration date on it. You always need someone pouring into you. And so what I want to do is for you to hear from them today in just how they maintain and how they manage to stay in the race. You, you've heard their uh, short bios. That doesn't even scratch the surface as to what they do. But we're going to start with the discussion so that you can hear from them firsthand about their experiences. And so whoever wants to take this one first, I really just want to hear from you ladies. What is it that's a part of your daily regimen? Is it one thing? Is it a couple of things that you do daily to make sure you're grounded, that you're uh, set to take on whatever the day has for you? I'll take that. Um, one of the things that I, I wake up early in the morning, I, I don't get up, but I do wake up and I, I wake up praying. I also um, share a scripture on Facebook to inspire others. I watch the news. I start watching news around 530 in the morning. Um, mm -hmm. I switch over to leave it to Beaver at eight. And then I watch Perry Mason at nine. And then I go back to the news at 10 or go to meetings. So those things to me are like my, 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 my regular schedule to get me ready to go face the world. And the, the, the throwback to Leave it to Beaver is because it, it, it reminds me of what life used to be. Mm. And there's some great lessons uh, that, that we learn from that. And Perry Mason, I, you know, I grew up watching Perry Mason with my grandmother. So it kind of helps me to kind of uh, feel as though uh, I'm back with her again. Although I've seen these episodes a hundred times, I still watch Perry Mason every chance I get. That's just a part of my regular routine. Hey, let me jump in. Let me jump in. So my regular routine, a little bit different from my dear friend, is that not only do I wake up at 5, I get up. <laughs> By 5.30, I'm up and out. And having a, a time of devotion, uh, this is every day without fail. Praying for... Uh, really insight and guidance for that particular day. And then I, I am on the street usually after that in my exercise, uh, trying to walk at least two and a half miles a day. Uh, my day off is Saturday, uh, but lately it's not really been a day off. So, and after that, it is like gung-ho. I am out and, uh, for the day. So that's the routine, so to speak, every day. So I think for me, I would I would like to uh, echo or ditto um, what I've already heard. Um, I've, I've I learned early on in my career. Um, at that time, I was doing uh, Mary Kay Cosmetics. I was a senior sales director at Mary Kay and driving a pink car. And one of the areas that really has become a part of my personal code of ethics is God first, family second, and career third. So every morning when I wake up, generally it's not always five o'clock. Sometimes about five, I'm just going to bed. Uh, but usually around seven. 
Um, I wake up, I have prayer first. I do my own prayer and devotion. And I have three songs that I usually start my day with. So it really just depends on where I am. Um, one of them, and it was funny because I was actually sharing these songs with someone today. So one of them is Lovely Day. Uh, the other one is Smile by Kirk Franklin. And the other is Encourage Yourself. So it just really depends on where I am during that time and during that morning. Often I will uh, put something on social media that's not necessarily every morning, uh, but it is probably four days out of five of the regular work week because I do have several that I do believe it's a part of my responsibility to help them stay encouraged and to stay in the race. And sometimes your words matter. You don't know who needs to hear it when, yeah. uh, so share it. And so yeah. uh, every opportunity I get, I do that. Love it. Let's go on to the next question. So you're pouring into me and um, sometimes you're giving out, you're pouring, you need filling. So who is it, um, past or even present, that has poured into you and even cite some of the values that you hold on to from those people? I'll start first. Um, I never realized the impact that my grandfather had on my life until I really became a leader. Um, he saw leadership in me as a child, um, from directing the church choir to being a Sunday school teacher at 12, uh, to having a conversation with me around my passions when I was selecting to go a different path in terms of a, of a career. And he knew that that was not who I was um, in my heart. And so his leadership, uh, he was my pastor for as I was growing up my entire life. So I'm a PK. I lived with him my whole life. And um, so I think that he's really one of the one of the first. He's, he's passed away, but his words resonate with me every day. And I don't know that he knew the impact that he was having on me and the impact that he has on my leadership. I, I think that's first. I think the second, honestly, is... Um, one of the persons that I charge with being my mentor is my first principal um, because she um, just saw something in me. She actually knew me when I was a student. I didn't realize that she knew me when I was a student. We didn't have a relationship at that time, but she remembered my name and remembered me as a teacher. And when I moved back into education, I went to work with her. And there's never been a time that I reach out to her, much like you opened with, that she has just not been there and available for me. Um, and I think as a woman, having women that are willing to pour into you mm -hmm. that way is really important. Mm -hmm. I've also had the luxury of always, um, I just believe that you surround yourself with great people and there are so many people that they're mentoring you sometimes and they don't even know it. Yeah. Um, and so just continuing to have those connections and quality connections with people. And I've had the opportunity to work for some great supervisors or great managers or bosses or however, mm -hmm. you know, whatever name we're looking for them uh, to call. Uh, the one I work for now is definitely a mentor to me um, as well as a friend and a confidant. So um, it's just been, it's been fortunate for me and it also offers me to be a blessing to others. Thank you. Who'd like to go next? I'll go next. I would say uh, probably more than anyone, it would be my mother. Um, and I didn't know what was going on when it was going on. But uh, we, every Christmas at a minimum, had a program in my home. This probably sounds crazy, but, uh, and all of us had a part to play in, in the Christmas program. This is uh, usually somewhere near time for uh, 
uh, Christmas Day. And at, on the program, I was always the person that had to lead out and be the mistress of ceremony, or you have to be the person that's going to speak tonight. I'm like, what? Uh, but during those days as a child, you know, you do what you're told to do. Um, at least we did because yes. we knew the consequence. But <laughs> I think that my mother planted those seeds in me at a very early age, very early age. And it has continued to blossom over time. And the mentors, people that mentor uh, or have mentored me are probably many, many that I did not even recognize in the moment. Uh, but upon reflection, there's no, no doubt in my mind that, that they were mentors. And many pastors, I shouldn't say many, I've only had a few, but the, those persons, the people of God that have actually mentored uh, me. Yeah. So that list is very long and I'm grateful, very grateful to God for each one of them. Yes. I'll go next. Um, the person who... <laughs> who I think had a, a major impact in my life was my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, who had no formal education, who named me when my mom was four months pregnant. Um, so she knew something, the Lord had shared something with her. And she, she was the oldest, oldest child, and I was the oldest child. So she really poured and, and, and put a lot of things in me that were common sense kinds of things. They did not require a lot of uh, formal education like how to do things, how to handle your business, how to treat people, how to be nice, how to be kind, how to get your business handled when somebody's not being nice or kind to you, uh, how to care for families and care for children because, you know, her house was the do drop in house. We all lived there, but people would always come by. The second person was my dad. My dad um, um, just came into my life in a relationship way late in my life, but not late, but uh, he wasn't there full fledged in the beginning. But when he came, we just clicked. And I, I am his mini-me in many ways. And because of that, we clash sometimes. Mm -hmm. But even now, uh, my grandmother and my dad live rent-free in my head. And I hear, them, hear their sayings. I hear their teachings um, um, also, and, and even now today. Um, I also have um, a best friend who is a godly woman who is my right hand. She mm -hmm. pours into me. She prays for me. And she comes to me and she says to me what God has said to her. And, uh, and I know that whatever she says to me, it is to do me good and not to do me harm. Yeah. And that's my, my, uh, my, my chief of staff, Dr. Tawanda Davis. And we've been, we've been riding out together for a very long time. She's sitting beside me right now mm -hmm. uh, because we're never too far apart from one another. And we're, we're in the same space right now. And yeah. so th these are the people who, who, who kept me balanced. My grandmother is in, in glory and so is my dad. But my angel on earth is still here, and, and uh, she's battled cancer and won twice. And so I think she knows how to battle life, and so she pours mm -hmm. into me uh, daily. Thank you, ladies. And, you know, to the listening audience, I think this is valuable hearing that there is no expiration date on needing a mentor. I think if you're serious about growing and if you're serious about um, your impact and influence that for sure you are connected to someone who can add value and pour into you. And you heard it even from these ladies who are as highly decorated as they are. I think um, as I think about each of you, um, 
Elaine, the, the times you, and I say cornered me, or maybe I was trying to dodge you and you cornered me to, to get me to share my goals with you for the year. I don't know how many years back, but that is something that has stuck with me for you, Diane, you always uh, are encouraging me to um, highlight my accomplishments, you know, yes, you know, being modest, but no, you get up there, you do it, you show them, you let them know. And Arnetta, I think what I reflect on you about is, you know, being ready, being fierce, um, checking emails at one, two, three a.m. in the morning, but how to run a school and um, the, just processes. I hear you in my head constantly saying, well, Davis, you know, how are they going to know? And so just those constant nudges in my head of asking me those questions that probably I should have asked myself, but um, your face pops up. And so for me growing and developing, yes, my mom laid the foundation, but I think the other part that she did was she, she developed me in a way that I could connect with other people. So that what it looked like running a school, you know, my mama, she can pray for me about that. But when it comes to running a school or uh, being my accountability partner of checking my, uh, my goals, Elaine, and even for uh, the connections that you've afforded me, Diane, there is value in mentorship, value in a mentorship. So I just wanted to plug that in just to, to celebrate you all, because when I, when I say your faces pop up, that is what I hear. That is what I hear. I want to go to the next question. And um, I'm going to start this time with you, Elaine, and we'll go Arnetta and Diane. So what has been your boldest move? What is the boldest thing that you have done? Wow, that's a question, boy. Um, boldest. Yes. Several bold things that I have done. Some uh, not on my own, but I ended up doing them. Uh, I'll tell one quick story that um, when I went into business full time, I left a uh, six figure job to go into to business full time. And the person I was working for asked me this one question that I will never forget. He said to me, do you have one contract, just one? And my answer to him was, no, I don't have any. I don't have any contracts yet. But what I do have is the spirit within me telling me it's time to leave here. And his response to me has just been uh, unbelievably uh, stuck into my, in my spirit. Yeah. Because he said, when you get ready to come back, yeah. come see me. Wow. Well, you know, I've not been back. <laughs> not only have I not been back, but the Lord confirmed very quickly that I was obedient to the calling. Yeah. And many times we have to step out in faith, believing when we don't see, because I did not have a contract. Uh, but of course, the rest is history. Yeah. So, uh, that, that would be probably one of the boldest moves I've made. Uh, and then another one real quickly is I was in um, working from someone else's office space and really I, I wasn't uh, paying for it. They offered for me to come and work there. And one day the guy showed up in my office and said, you have to go. And I said, well, what did I do? Did I do something? No, you've not done anything wrong. It's just time for you to go. So the next day I was packed up and gone. Uh, within a week, I was in another office space, hmm. free again. Yeah. That's how the Lord works. That's yeah. just how 
So I got plenty of stories to tell, but I'll just tell those two and stop. We'll take it. <laughs> um, I would agree uh, with Elaine that there are, when you say bold is, it's kind of, um, you know, you have to think back through uh, because I recall leaving my job at that time, and this has been, you know, well over 25 years ago now, but leaving my job at that time as a new teacher. Um, I taught for a few years and I left my job to do Mary Kay Cosmetics full-time. And it was one of the best things that I ever did. It was at a time in my life where there was just me when I ate, my whole family ate. And so I've always been able to use that, that decision with those that I was mentoring or those that I was supporting, because if there is something that you want to do, do it. You know, if there's an opportunity for you to do it and you see the opportunity and you don't let anyone tell you that you can't. And when I chose to to discontinue doing that, I made a decision uh, to discontinue and go back to something that I really wanted to do, which was back to education. Uh, That was that was highly, um, you know, just conversations with my grandparents, my grandmother, my mother. And so those are decisions that I made. I think that one of the boldest, though, would be recent in my career. And um, many people that know me know this. Um, I am a Jacksonville native. Um, I am, I, I, you know, I graduated from high school in Jacksonville. I graduated from college twice in Jacksonville. Um, I was working on my doctorate at the University of Florida. So I am a complete Floridian. And about four years ago, I was offered an opportunity in Detroit, Michigan, um, when my then superintendent um, was taking a job in Detroit, and I was offered the opportunity to be the de- deputy superintendent of schools uh, in Detroit. And with, you know, armed with two suitcases, uh, a rental car, because I had a family at home, had two children that were in school, in, in high school at the time, and they essentially said, Mom, we want you to go. We want you to have the opportunity as long as we don't have to move. And that was just a very pivotal time for them. They were rising 10th and 11th graders. And they said, we're going to stay with dad. And that's exactly what they did. So for, for you know, until they graduated from high school, I traveled back and forth on the weekends um, because I knew that I was going to be a present mother. Uh, my children would often say to me, but you're always here. And I said, that's my responsibility to do that. And so uh, it was so funny, a part of the story. One, one day, I'll never forget this. I was sitting in my office and I was meeting with someone and my daughter called and they, I, you know, to hear your children talk now about just who you've been to them. It's amazing looking at it as they're young women now, you know, almost 19 and 20, almost 21. And they would always say to me, we know whenever we call you, you're going to answer. Mm -hmm. And I've always told them, it doesn't matter where I am, what I'm doing or who I'm doing it with. When you call, you are the most important thing. Nothing else matters. So that's going to happen. So my daughter calls me and I'm having this meeting and she has a flat tire. And so we, I, I'm talking her through the flat tire and we're, you know, AAA is on the way and all of that. And so I hang up the phone and the person that I was meeting with said, oh, Arnetta, where is your daughter? I said, she's in Jacksonville. She said, I would have thought that she was up the street or around the corner. I said, no, she's in Jacksonville. And so it was really important to me never to miss a beat. And I think that God gives you what you need when you need it. He does not... Um, I think that's one thing that I, uh, that I hear with all of your mentors that goes back to uh, just something that you, you know, said earlier. He puts godly people in your life, number one. But number two, when you allow your steps to be ordered, he directs you the way that you should go. Mm-hmm. And it's your responsibility to then listen. 
So if you can then listen and be mentored by him, then you can be an effective, an effective, an efficient, and a fervent mentor because you're being mentored by the best. Mm. And, and so that, that faithfulness that you have um, allows you to know I, it, things begin to work out so quickly for you that you know that it cannot be anything but the hand of God. So that, that, would, that would be mine. I think that, that would be one of the boldest moves for me. Thank you. Diane. And one of my boldest moves, there have been many, um, and I can't say that they all were ordered by God, but uh, was to run for office four times. You know, after uh, getting my, my uh, youngest son through high school, um, I, th I felt as though uh, I knew some things that I needed to share with other parents. You know, getting three black sons through high school and on to college was, a, was, was something that nobody but God could have done. And so I wanted to make sure other parents were able to have that kind of experience. And so I ran for school board in 2008 against an incumbent, a male incumbent. I, didn't, I wasn't able to uh, take that seat, but I learned. I don't call it that I lost. I, I say I learned. Uh, I then ran for the state house uh, against an incumbent who couldn't decide whether he was going to run or not run. And I, I ran that race fully. There were other gentlemen in that race who got out when the incumbent came back. But I stayed in because I believe the people deserved a choice. Uh, I wasn't able to take that seat, but I learned. I ran for that seat again with those three gentlemen who had left the race, came back this time. And I still ran that race with the three of them. And uh, I didn't lose then either. I learned. The next time I ran, I almost hung my cleats up. I almost did it. But I was encouraged by my pastor and um, some other people in the community to seek this city position. See, um, it, when during that previous run, I had been approached about doing that. But I thought that they were trying to get me out of that race. And, you know, uh, that was not going to work. So I, I, I went ahead and I did step out on faith and ran for the city commission. And this race was so different. That's how I knew that it was ordered by, by the Lord because uh, people were coming to help. Money was coming. I wasn't having to struggle and beg and mm. scratch and claw like I had before. I, and I, I just believed that I was finally where God wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we, as, you, as we all know, where he gives vision, he gives provision. Yes. So he has given provision. And I love my job. I love where he has put me because it's closest to the people and I'm able to help people find resolution. If I had been elected to that state house with, uh, I know this is a, this is a, a non-partisan uh, uh, podcast, but had I been elected to that state house, I would have been fighting. I would have been angry. I would have been mad because Republicans have been in charge and I wouldn't, my voice would not have been heard. But at the local level, my voice is heard because my voice is the voice of the people. Yes. 30 years I've worked in the community on the south side of town where there are, there's much need. So mm -hmm. I brought that voice to the room. So the boldest thing I could have done was to continue to go back, continue to run, continue to want to serve the people. Amen. But even when I didn't take the seat, I didn't go home and cry. I continued to work because I knew that eventually God was going to put me where he wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And Pam, you remember the song we used to sing that he's preparing me for something yes. that I'm not ready for. Yes. He's yeah, pruning probably. me. He's pruning me. Mm -hmm. All of that, that, that song came to mind. So those, you know, those are, those are the things that I can just reach back and, and I can look back and say, mm -hmm. God did. He yes. did it. Yes. Oh. I love you guys so much. Oh man. So listen, 
you know, if as you hear the feedback from from my mentors, is life ain't been no crystal stair, right? There have been some challenges and adversity, and um, you heard Diane talk about not. Um, throwing up, hanging up her cleats. And so this, these are the type of experiences and lessons learned that we, we need to draw upon. We need to have mentors who can help us stay centered and remind us who we are. I want to go to one final question. And this is, um, it can be light or serious, but I want to know as a kid, ladies, as a kid, were you the one who colored inside the lines or were you coloring outside the lines? <laughs> hey, I, I'll take that. I'll take that one. I colored inside the lines because I wanted to be the rule follower. My grandmother instilled in me that because I was the oldest grandchild there at the house, I had to set a good example. So I wanted to follow the rules. The rules were to color inside the lines. And so I wanted to follow the rules. Now, as an adult, yes, I'm setting the rules now. And I don't have to color inside the lines. Uh, <laughs> I can make new rules. So I'm, I'm making new rules. So, hey, we're coloring in and out, wherever we choose. I'm with you. Arnetta, what'd you say? Well, you know... I was I was a rambunctious kid, so I uh, I would say it depended on what I was feeling that day. So okay. it, depending on the day, um, I would color inside the lines. Uh, but even in coloring inside the lines, well, I, I I think I actually would always color inside the lines. But depending on what I was feeling that day, I was going to decorate the page on the outside of the line. Yes, I, I created new lines on the actual page. You know, one of my persons that I also charge with one of my mentors. Um, Angie Beckwith, she made this shirt for me and my shirt that I have on the day says I ain't for everybody and it's so important because I recognize that I ain't for everybody and as a result of that you do, you make, you, you make your own rules you, and you know sometimes you have to say the, say the things that other people won't say so yeah, um, yeah I did a little bit of each Elaine oh my, I tried hard to color inside the lines but my coloring outside the lines had nothing to do with uh, creativity or anything like that. It has something to do with the fact that I couldn't color inside the lines. There's always a consequence, especially in my era, of, of doing something as, as both of you have already said, we were following instructions. The instructions were to color the picture uh, and make sure you stay inside the lines. So my consequences for coloring outside the lines uh, we're not good, but it wasn't because I wasn't trying to color inside the lines. Yeah. That's not one of my areas of strength. So uh, now I make fun of the fact that I colored outside the lines. Yeah. But I, I know as I think about my um, involvement, I have been the rule follower. And much like I hear each of you saying, I, I think at any given point where I've called on you about something, you've given me a different perspective about it. So like maybe I thought I needed to stay, you know, with, with a single color or I thought I needed to stay um, with a, a fine tooth tip. You gave me a different perspective to look at my situation so that um, it just gave me new information, new awareness to be able to make a decision about how I can carry out. No, I cannot do it like Arnetta Wright. I cannot do it like Elaine Bryant. I cannot do it like Diane Williams-Cox. But what is, what is it that they 
are, are sharing? What example is it that they can, that they're providing that I can draw on to uh, morph into my own voice? I think that's um, another takeaway that I have from the mentorship and relationship that I have with you is that, yeah, sometimes you're, you've colored outside the lines and I'm like, I can't say it like that. I can't do it like that. But it's, it's still motivation and encourage for me to find my voice of what it does sound like for me coloring outside the lines for that particular situation. This has been great. Any closing words before I share my closing thoughts? I think I'll get one. Um, one, one for me would be, you know, as you're, as you're, as, as we're thinking through the topic that you've given today, which is an amazing topic and just sitting here, it's caused me to reflect on a lot of different things because I like many of us on the call uh, would not be able to name all of the people that have mentored me. But it is important, regardless to what you do, to how much you grow, to what role you get to, yep. it is important to have mentors. Right now, I have a mentor. Yeah. And I meet individuals that become mentors to me. So you have to have the, the understanding about yourself to know that you're continuing to learn. Yep. It's okay to know a lot. It's not okay to know everything about everything all the time. Yeah. And so you do want to make sure that you are keeping yourself open and able to receive because there are others that are able to pour into you to just make you just to polish you just that much more. So that would be a closing remark. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah, I'll give a closing remark. Uh, and love me again, Pam, I, I personally am so proud of you until uh, you think you're fighting back tears, so am I. Just to see you where you are and how the Lord has directed your path. Uh, this is my closing remark, though, as we live in our current present uh, today. Uh, this is what we call uh, things that are happening in the now. However, things that happen in the now have been seriously impacted by our rearview mirror. And those are people that have been in our past that have influenced us in such a way that it has made us who we are today. And then we look toward the future. And in the future, there are some other people out there that the Lord has placed in your life, ready to bless you, mm -hmm. ready to provide leadership, ready to mentor you and all of us as we forge ahead into our future. So that's my word for you today. Thank you. Thank you. Diane. And I, I, I purposely waited because Elaine, Elaine said she doesn't like to come after me because I say it all. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. Ditto to what both of, uh, both of my, uh, my colleagues have said. Um, the word that I keep hearing coming to mind to give to you, Pam, is to, is to remain open. Remain open to opportunities. Remain open to possibilities. Don't, don't um, second guess yourself. Don't short side yourself. There are things that are opportunities that God has uh, prepared for you, and uh, he's just waiting for you to step into it. I am so proud, so plum pleasing proud of you and where you come. Uh, you know, we, we know some of, the, some of your story. I'm hoping one day to read about it, read your story, because it is a great story, a great inspiration uh, for, for people to come. And I, Elaine, Elaine's looking like she's already said this to you. So I'm coming, if she has, I'm coming to confirm it, that you need to go ahead and write the book, uh, pass this legacy on to your daughter, to your son, to, do, to your niece, to, to your nephew, to, to your family, and to the world. Because there's someone out there who uh, may know something about Two Egg Florida, 
who may be stuck in a place like Two Egg, Florida, that you can encourage that you can come out of Two Egg. And can any good thing come out of Two Egg? Yes, Absolutely. Yes, Sam Moody Davis came out of Two Egg. Diane Williams Cox came out of Quincy, Florida. Elaine Bryant came out of Ocala, Florida. And uh, my, my, uh, my other colleague came out of Jacksonville, found herself in Detroit. Listen, I found myself in Detroit, too, as a young student working for General Motors as on my internship. You just got to be open to what God has for you. And I am just uh, expecting to see you at the top because uh, Elaine Bryant and, and uh, all on this call, we're all on our way yes. to the top. Yes. We're on, there is room there for us. We yes. don't need any, any apologies and have no regrets. Life for us ain't been no Christmas there. But guess what? We can make it a, a make a Christmas there for those of those we encounter in the future. Yes. So keep going, baby. Keep going. Keep going. Oh my, you ladies, as always, are such a blessing to me. And those of you listening, I hope you have taken away these uh, golden nuggets that have been dropped by, by these ladies on how to stay in the race. You heard about their regimen at the beginning. They talked about their daily schedule of what they do to get set. You heard them reflect on the people that have poured into their lives that you, there's no expiration date on needing a mentor. You always need someone in your ear pouring into you. You also heard them talking about their boldest mood, their boldest move, how they face their fears and went against the grain, all um, directed by the Holy Spirit in some instances and in some instances just stepping out on faith. Well, I am inspired by them. Uh, as you uh, hear us and gain your mentor, please connect with someone that knows you well, that is able to add value, that pours into you, that answers when you call, and also who gives you access to their network. This has been the Growth Matters Podcast. I'm Dr. Pamela Davis. You can find me on social media at The PD Experience on both Facebook and Instagram and on my website at www.thepdexperience.net. There you can book me for coaching, teaching, and other resources. Until next time, invest in yourself and grow.